Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. A lot of you are listening. One of the great treats is uh, to pop into Adair Manor. Maybe you've enjoyed afternoon tea there or the many events that have been taking place um, since uh, it reopened its doors um, back in November 2017. And, uh, of course, Limerick people have really enjoyed it and the people come from all over the world uh, to enjoy it as well. Um, and uh, some Live 95 lucky listeners have won that prize recently. So if they haven't already been going up there uh, for their champagne afternoon tea, I suspect they will between now and Christmas. Uh, but, of course, there's an amazing history to Adair Manor. It's one of these places that has always been on the horizon or it feels um, that way, one way or the other. And there's a new book uh, from a guy called Turtle Bunbury and it's entitled Adair Manor, The Renaissance of an Irish Country House. And Turtle is on the line right now. Good morning to you and thanks very much for uh, joining us. And we're also joined in the studio by Anita Higgins, uh, who is Business Development Director at Adair Manor, and Sarah Ormston from Adair Manor, who's also been involved in this project and uh, knows loads about it. You're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Turtle, where to start uh, with this one? As I say, in, in its... Modern manifestation of Dare Manor is pretty famous to listeners uh, as a place of luxury, um, but it has a long and fascinating history, doesn't it? It really does, and I think it would have been uh, very well known in the, in the 19th century as well, um, certainly amongst a certain uh, you know, group of people. Uh, the, the, the house as we know it really is from the 1820s. Uh, it started to the 1860s. Um, but it takes in a house that was actually built, built there um, way back 100 years before that in, in, in the reign of Queen Anne in, in about 1710 uh, was the very first house that we think was built on the site. Um, so it's going, you know, it brings it back a long time. And, and the Quinn family who built it, who became the Earls of Dunraven, um, have been in Adair since at least 1640. So you're talking 380 years of, you know, of, the, of them being in the vicinity. Hmm. Now, you mentioned the Earl of Dunraven. Has it had royal visitors at Air Manor? It has had numerous royal visitors from um, quite a lot of uh, royals from uh, Europe, uh, places like Germany and, 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 and so forth in the 19th century. And then um, in around about 1900, um, the guy who would become King George V, he came with his uh, future queen, Mary, and they came and stayed for a few days. So... It had a lot of, you know, a lot of very high profile status amongst uh, royal family and aristocratic families at that time. Right. Now, Anita, Turtle has a, a lot of detail in the book, a lot of text that people can enjoy, but it's also heavy with photographs and pictures, isn't it, to give people an ability to thumb through and enjoy bits of it? Yes, Joe. I mean, there's a fantastic, um, you know, pictures have been taken by the photographer that we have that works with us on, a, I suppose, a retainer, a retainer basis. Um, but also we've been fortunate to have pictures supplied to us, um, much older pictures that were supplied by the Countess of Dunraven. Um, I suppose, you know, for me, it's I see my own great-grandfather sitting on page 187 who worked there in the late 1800s and into... Um, this picture was take, or painted by Leo Whelan, the artist, in around 1935. So very excited to have that included in the Countess of Dunraven gave us permission to take um, a cup, a picture of the photograph or the painting. 
Yeah. And Sarah, what stands out for you in the book? Oh, well, it was a joy to be able to put a book like this together. I had actually worked in book publishing before, so when Anita said that she wanted to put together a book for Adair Manor, um, it was something really exciting project to take on board. Um, so this really started back just after we closed all of the, the research and diving into the archives. So it's been really exciting to uncover all these hidden histories um, and talk to a lot of people in the local community, but also to go to like the Dunraven papers that are in UL. So all of that coming together and then working with Turtle as well um, has just been such a joy over the last few years to bring it all together. So it's been a great learning experience. Yeah, despite all uh, of the decades and centuries that it's been part of Limerick life, Adair Manor Turtle, it hasn't had that many owners, has it? Um, well, no, not at all. I mean, it, it was the Dunraven family through until uh, Tom Kane um, got it in the early 1980s, uh, and then it transferred from Tom Kane to, to the McManus family. So, no, not not many owners at all. Um, but uh, a lot of a lot of occupants over the years, um, and a lot of uh, very very interesting characters along the way. What would you say to people who uh, might be in the run-up to Christmas or over Christmas uh, going into a dare manor about something that they should look out for that they mightn't normally look up or look sideways or look at Turtle? Well, I mean, the brilliant thing about a dare is actually the details. It is the details, especially even if it's a, a lovely day and not like today. But if the sun is shining, um, go outside and look up at all those gargoyles and all the little details and um, little dragons and, and um, inscriptions that are written around the exterior of the house. It's plastered with them on the chimneys, on the, on the rooftops, on the parapets. Um, there's so many little fun things to sort of find and identify there. And again, in the house itself, you'll find so many little peculiar things that were put there primarily in the 1850s and 1860s, I think, um, and uh, on the staircases and everything. There's just so many fun little details to look at. Mm. Uh, Anita, the big thing that the McManus family wanted to do with the extension and the renovation was to make it all look seamless, you know, externally and, and internally. And that's largely it. I mean, as as weather takes over over decades, you know, it, it is very likely that it'll be impossible to see the join, as it were. Absolutely, Joe. And I mean, the restoration, the expansion um, project that took place was absolutely incredible. And I think this is what's great about the book. Whilst the book has the history, I think we've documented the project from when it closed in 2016, where we had 750 people a day approximately working there, right through. It shows the roof being repaired, you know, the, the roof repaired. Uh, repairs, the window repairs, the stained glass windows. So this is about, you know, documenting what was completed there and having history for another 100 years in that house. So it's pretty incredible. Sarah, you obviously really enjoyed the project. You're not going to run back to book publishing on Anita now, are you? <laughs> no, but I am hoping for a second edition. Oh, <laughs> I see. It is, right? So you really enjoy doing it. Fantastic. There's uh, a lot that we couldn't get into the book, so there's much more yeah. to tell. It's hard to make the choices, isn't it, in a situation like this? It's called the Dare Manor, by the way, the renaissance of an Irish country house. Um, Turtle, you also um, have done some work with Irish Rail, haven't you, I including uh, up at Colbert Station? There is indeed. There's a there's a panel there. Yeah, this is a project I've been involved in um, with Irish Rail and Flavins, um, and it is called Past Tracks. And we have uh, put historic panels up in uh, ten railway stations, including Caldwell Station in Limerick, um, just telling 
little snippets of history from the area uh, and trying to, you know, like fun little stories, uh, uplifting stories that people can look at and enjoy on these rainy mornings and maybe feel a little bit uh, more inspired. Right, so so at, at Corbett Station, then it has a Limerick focus, obviously. It does, yes, exactly. So, I mean, there are stories, I mean, they, they might go back uh, to, the, to the 17th century, but uh, they also are stories of people like Terry Wogan and Richard Harris and, you know, big icons of, of uh, Limerick. Uh, or the story that I've found absolutely fascinating about a lady called Margarita Eager, um, who's the daughter of the governor of Limerick County Jail, and she ended up being the governess to the uh, beautiful daughters of the last Tsar of Russia, you know, the four beautiful daughters who very sadly were later to be executed. But she was their governess, and uh, apparently they spoke English with a soft Limerick accent. Of course they did. The best <laughs> kind. <Yeah. laughs> the best kind of English. Um, the best. I must yeah. mention, Anita, as well, you have uh, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am coming up, um, and it's getting ever closer um, in 2020, and obviously the Ryder Cup has been announced as well. You probably saw Limerick auctioneer Bill Hanley. He's looking for the rail line to Adair to be reopened in time for the Ryder Cup. What do you make of that? I didn't see that, Joe. Didn't Sorry, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. He thinks yeah. it would be a great idea. Which technically it would be. It would be brilliant. It would be great. Yeah, absolutely. It would be fantastic for us living in a dairy to be able to get into the city very conveniently. Maybe the road. I think if you if you got the motorway sorted, Bill, absolutely. That, that might be enough. All right, so busy in the run-up to Christmas, Sarah, finally? Oh, yes, definitely. We're um, lots of excitement, obviously, underway. Uh, the decorations of the house are, are coming on. We have our Christmas elves coming in at night and our guests wake up and another room has been decorated. So it takes a few weeks for it all to be put up and everything. So it is Christmas is coming to Adair. And the Christmas book is online, Joe. So um, Sarah launched it online yesterday afternoon. So it's available in the boutique at Adair Manor and also at www.adairmanor.com. You can purchase the book there. Yeah, it's lovely. Very, very nice. Okay, well, listen, best of luck. As I say, our listeners have been winning those prizes. So some of them will be up enjoying the experience of afternoon tea at Adair Manor with a bit of champagne uh, thrown in over the next few weeks. And hope you have a great Christmas there uh, as well. Thank Thank you you to Anita Higgins uh, and Sarah Ormston from Adair Manor. Thank you to Turtle uh, Bunbury as well. Turtle, I'm sorry, obviously, and I know it drives you mad. I know this drives you mad, this question, but I just have to ask you about your name. (laughs) <laughs> oh no which story will I select today I uh, know <laughs> uh, you asked nicely I am the third son and my uh, father who loved his Latin used to nickname me Tertius which is third in, in uh, Latin um, so that's where it kind of came from it's not my real name as such but it landed on me and I've never been able to shake it off right that's a very good answer Excellent. I'm very impressed. Listen, thank you, Turtle Bunbury. Uh, Thanks for your work on the book and uh, for chatting to us about um, uh, Colbert Station. People keep an eye on that as well. Great to talk to you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Joe. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.